0: Welcome everybody to Book of Bottom Podcast. Today we have someone who's been missing from the airwaves for too long, Brother Benjamin.
1: Hello. Is it me you're looking for?
0: It is. <laughs> So it's been a while since we've chatted. You've been busy, which is great. Yeah. Because uh, it means you have a life. And I think that's fantastic.
1: I appreciate that.
0: So I assume you've probably been to lots of concerts and been super social and stuff.
1: Not that many concerts. There's not that many this time of year. Uh. Oh. But social, yeah. And skiing.
0: So it's skiing season, not concert season. Yeah,
1: concert season is on its way. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Those concerts can get muddy and hot and grubby, I would imagine.
1: I don't do that many outdoor ones, although the ones that I do tend to be pretty well run. (laughs) I've never run into like Woodstock style mud pit kind of a situation.
0: Well, that's probably for the best. You don't need to do that.
1: I really don't.
0: No, you really don't.
1: I'm a grown up.
0: (laughs) Today we're going to just read and mock as much of Mosiah as we can do in an hour and a half, which may only be one chapter, or it might be 75, who knows. Certainly Joseph Smith didn't put a lot of thought into his chapters, so... Well,
1: yeah, that was somebody else's job later.
0: That's right.
1: Stream of consciousness rambling.
0: The church had to decipher it later and make sense of it.
1: Ongoing process, yes.
0: Yes, revelation is an ongoing process, apparently. It doesn't just stop with one person, one revelation. It has to evolve.
1: Yeah, it's more about making corrections, I think.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oops. Oops, I fucked it again.
1: The uh, theology changed, so... Mm. Timeless Holy Scripture must also change.
0: Or our understanding of it, as the church would say, has changed.
1: We changed our understanding, so we changed the wording.
0: Anyway.
1: I suppose you've had other guests talk about the SEC thing and the fine and all that.
0: Not particularly. The SEC thing me and Gigi spoke about briefly, but that was kind of before...
1: It actually decided it, yeah.
0: Tell me more.
1: The church itself was fined a million dollars.
0: Seems like a drop in the bucket, doesn't it?
1: It really is. Mm. Ensign Peak advisors, who are the people who manage the money, were fined four million. Oh. And the point of these fines is not to, like, bankrupt anybody
0: clearly not
1: it's to make it hurt you know it's not the SEC's job to put anybody out of business so
0: if only it was in this particular case wouldn't that be nice
1: well I mean if you're running a Ponzi scheme then it is their job to put you out of business but if you're just not reporting your trades like you're supposed to Ensign Peak had created 13 different shell companies to place these trades under and that includes putting like fake not fake in the sense they weren't real people but people who were not really controlling the investments supposedly in charge of these LLCs And They explicitly say in their findings that it was signed off on by the first presidency in the quorum of twelve. with the understanding that they didn't want the faithful to know how much money they had, like exactly what you would sort of expect than what has happened to a certain degree. People are like, that's too much money, and I don't know why I'm still sacrificing to give you 10%.
0: Right, when, was it Momsen or whatever his name was, said, oh, I can picture one day when the church won't have to sacrifice as much, and we've got this investigation thing down. Yeah it's the word of the prophet
1: well they say a lot of words
0: they do say a lot of words I can't remember which prophet it was but I do like that guy's name
1: Monson Thomas S
0: Simonson yeah Tom Simonson <laughs> I love it I just love Mormon surnames in general I think mm. uh, there's some rippers out there like Heather Gay I love that yeah what a great name sure
1: <laughs> was she the real housewife who wrote the
0: book yeah we spoke about it with Ed and Divcina but mm. we still don't know if she's left the church
1: I mean I don't know if she's officially officially left, but she's left. Yeah. In body and attitude.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm getting the impression of. Yeah. It makes me want to see if I can find the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City somewhere just to educate myself. I think that could be interesting.
1: I have never watched an episode of it personally, but... No. But I already know what goes on in Salt Lake. It's just not the kind of TV I usually watch.
0: Me neither, but I just have this Mormon interest now.
1: Well, no, and that makes sense. Like, (laughs) for you as an outsider (laughs) to the culture... You might find that more stimulating than I would. (laughs) Yes. So the church insists that they've been doing it right since 2019, which is true. Now there's every quarter when they release their holdings report, which is only on maybe a third to a quarter of what people estimate the church actually has in assets. Really? You know, because it's just its stock portfolio. doesn't include like all the real estate and stuff.
0: Right. But
1: they'll release that every quarter and say, this is how much the church made or how much they lost, and here are the stocks that they're invested in and stuff like that.
0: But they haven't really been. if. The SEC is finding them, right?
1: I don't know when the investigation started. It could have started that long ago. Mm. And they're just getting around to the point where they actually issue the decision. Because the way that these things work in general, the SECs tend to keep things under wraps, often until basically they're about to announce that they've fined somebody. And usually those fines are done by consent decrees, which means the church will say, we don't admit wrongdoing, but we'll cough up the money.
0: Because I know last year there was a big AP press release where they... Yeah banged on a lot about their humanitarian funding, which we know is horse shit. I don't really believe that they're doing that much overseas humanitarianly.
1: Except with Australian money. We learned that already.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to the end of that story. That's going to be interesting.
1: I found an article in the Salt Lake Tribune from 2020 when they did one of those releases. And they have the full 41 page... Disclosure document, which shows the value of all these securities that they own, and
0: what was the total value? Uh,
1: it was 38.7 billion in February of 2020,
0: which would be right with what you said of it being about a third.
1: The whistleblower said they've got at least 100 million. I think that's a pretty fair number, with like all the real estate stuff. So
0: it gets bandied around as a slush fund, but I think if it includes real estate, can you really call it a fund?
1: Some of the things in the fund are more easily disposed of than others but right not all of it is liquid
0: okay so if i can have things that aren't liquid that makes sense yeah i'm not a financial expert although i do work for a bank now
1: i <laughs> probably haven't become an expert in the last two or three weeks though
0: no i don't think i'll ever become an expert i feel like i just route customers that's all yeah <laughs> Shall we continue on our journey through Mosiah? Sure. Where Abinadi was bumping his gums. He was quoting a whole bunch of Isaiah and even, I think, some other prophets, but largely Isaiah, some of the most indecipherable shit in the Old Testament, because it doesn't mean anything.
1: No, it can mean anything. That's what's good about it. That's
0: right. It's like plasticine. Yep. (laughs) It's religious plasticine, and it was just the usual fire and brimstone, Don't be evil, you're all evil, I'm good. God's gonna kill you and then he's gonna do good things for people that follow his commands and nobody follows his commands but I follow his commands and
1: therefore I am better than you and
0: that's right
1: that's always a message that goes over well
0: that's right aen die's never had an erection he's never had an <laughs> impure thought <laughs> <laughs> you know if God was true and you're not supposed to commit thought adultery or whatever yeah I don't know how the human race could truly keep going If you haven't thought about sex, how do you then go and do it? It all starts with a thought, right? I don't think religious people really think through their ideas of what's right and wrong. It's just incompatible with being alive. I hear you. There's some sexual thoughts for the day. (laughs) Mm. Mm. (laughs) Maybe we'll have some more as we go I'll try I haven't read it yet My prediction is that King Noah Is probably gonna sentence Abinadi to death or something
1: I think the intro gives it away, so
0: Oh, really? So do you want to read it? Sure Then take the first few verses and we'll see what happens
1: This is Mosiah chapter 17 Mm -hmm. Alma believes and writes the words of Abinadi Abinadi suffers death by fire
0: Oh, Jesus
1: Spoiler alert He prophesies disease and death by fire upon his murderers. Presumably, those are out of order.
0: (laughs) Yes.
1: About
0: 148 BC. Ah, I love the accurate dating they always give us.
1: If you're going to make up a date, make up an exact date.
0: Just sounds more confident, doesn't it? For
1: sure. (laughs) Verse one. And now it came to pass that when Abinadi had finished these sayings, the king commanded that the priest should take him and cause that he should be put to death.
0: (laughs) course <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anyone say they're going to put someone to death quite like that. Yes. Thank you, Smitty. You've made my day. That's beautiful.
1: But there was one among them whose name was Alma. <laughs> he also being a descendant of Nephi, in other words, he was a white dude, Ah. and he was a young man. Mm. And he believed the words which Abinadi had spoken, for he knew concerning the iniquity which Abinadi had testified against them. Therefore, he began to plead with the king that he would not be angry with Abinadi, die but suffer that he might depart in peace but the king was more wroth and caused that alma should be cast out from among them and sent his servants after him that they might slay him (laughs) when they were grabbing him for the casting out they should have just done the slaying then
0: yes
1: (laughs) i feel like it's like playing hounds and hares or something all right you get a five minute head start
0: I want to see what they do for the video of Alma being chased by hounds and so forth. I think that could be quite exciting. Anyway, I suppose it's my turn, isn't
1: it? It is your turn.
0: But he fled from before them and hid himself that they found him not. Way to say that, Smitty. And he, being concealed for many days, did write all the words which Abinadi had spoken because he remembered it all so clearly because he has a photographic memory.
1: No, he had a rock.
0: Oh, right, right. He hid himself, and there just happened to be a holy rock on the ground and also a writing implement.
1: They don't seem to be that hard to find.
0: You make a good point. And it came to pass that the king caused that his guards should surround Abinadi and take him. So I'm guessing we're going... Flashback. Yeah, a few days before. And they bound him and cast him into prison. He wasn't going anywhere. He was just before the king. That was it. He was going wherever the guards were going to take him. Couldn't they have just said... They put him back in prison.
1: Maybe they forgot to surround Alma and that's how he got away.
0: Right. So they thought that they should surround this guy.
1: Like, this time we should stand on all sides.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And after three days, having counseled with his priests, he caused that he should again be brought before him. Oh, what? Just kill him already. This is so stupid.
1: And he said unto him, Abinadi, I was the food. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And Abinadi said, it was shit. As you know, (laughs) I'm sorry, I, I was looking into a rock.
0: That's right. And the
1: words appeared, so that's my bad.
0: That is what he said, I think.
1: And he said unto him, Abinadi, we have found an accusation against thee, and thou art worthy of death. For thou hast said that God himself should come down among the children of men. And now, for this cause, thou shalt be put to death, unless thou wilt recall all the words which thou hast spoken evil concerning me and my people.
0: Well, that's a lot of words.
1: (laughs) It is a lot of words. (laughs) And I just say, take (laughs) backsies. Now a minute I said unto him, I say unto you, I cannot recall the words which I have spoken, for they were very, very many. (laughs) Reading it right. Now a minute I said unto him, I say unto you, I will not recall the words which I have spoken unto you concerning this people, for they are true. And that ye may know of their surety, I have suffered myself, that I have fallen into your hands.
0: Ah, oh, that's so dumb. I liked your version of it better. I will not recall the words, because I was waffling. And
1: a decent amount of the time, to be fair, I was drunk.
0: Very, very drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, and I will say suffer even until death oh please make the death come swiftly Mm -hmm. and i will not recall my words and they shall stand as a testimony against you and if ye slay me ye will shed innocent blood blood and this shall also stand as high as my penis (laughs) as a testimony against you at the last day
1: i thought we decided his penis never stood
0: you're right i fucked that up brother benjamin thanks for pointing it out i'll improve that later
1: I think all you're saying is he's not going to stand very tall.
0: You're right. He's not going to stand. They're going to kill him right now. And now King Noah was about to release him. (laughs) (laughs) Really? How did that happen?
1: They're going to tell you.
0: For he feared his word. For he feared that the judgments of God would come upon him. That seems not like his character. But the priests lifted up their voices against him and began to accuse him, saying, He has reviled the king. Therefore, the king was stirred up in anger against him. Oh, this king doesn't know how he feels about anything. And he delivered him up that he might might be slain. What a great story, Joseph. You've really outdone yourself with the twists and turns.
1: And it came to pass that they took him and bound him and <laughs> scourged his skin with faggots. Yes, even unto death.
0: Uh, it's the gayest book ever, this one. Yeah.
1: And now when the flames began to scorch him, he cried unto them saying,
0: behold, it fucking hurts. <laughs> Get these guys away from me!
1: (laughs) Now, (laughs) now. Behold, even as ye have done unto me, so shall it come to pass, that thy seed shall cause, that many shall suffer the pains that I do suffer, even the pains of death by fire, and this because they believe in the salvation of the Lord their God. Wait, so his seed is going to burn people to death because they believe in God.
0: What? Am
1: I reading that right?
0: So thy seed would be the king's seed.
1: Or the priests and the king and all the people who are doing mean shit to him. I could see if it was trying to say, like, your seed will suffer what I suffer, but he's not saying that. He's saying your seed will cause people to suffer what I suffer.
0: And it finishes off, and it's because they believe in the salvation of the Lord their God. Why would they suffer when they believe in it?
1: So he reads to me like they're going to believe in God and therefore they're going to burn a bunch of people.
0: Oh, just like him.
1: I guess. I don't get it.
0: What do you want from people, Joseph?
1: It really just doesn't make any sense.
0: Maybe it's because the flames are engulfing him and he couldn't put a word together that was coherent because he was in so much agony, which makes you wonder how he even put together a long sentence like that.
1: Wonder how he wrote it down while he was burning to death.
0: Maybe Alma was hiding out and managed to see it from wherever he was hiding.
1: Scratching away. Yeah, that certainly could be.
0: He probably couldn't really hear it, but maybe he held his rock up to his ear and it spoke to him?
1: Yeah, that works.
0: I think so. Yeah. And it will come to pass that ye shall be afflicted with all manner of diseases Because of your iniquities Yeah, I feel like we've heard almost that exact same sentence Fifty million times uh-huh. Yay, and ye shall be smitten on every hand I feel like I've heard that fifty million times And shall be driven and scattered to and fro Oh, is this a dance? Even as a wild flock is driven by wild and ferocious beasts. Ah, Smitty, you make it sound so poetic. And in that day ye shall be hunted and ye shall be taken by the hand of your enemies and then ye shall suffer as i suffer the pains of death by fire he's talking about how horrible the pains of death by fire are four verses into him dying by fire this is not possible i'm just sitting here on the fire oh everything's okay and you guys suck and
1: it's probably just like burning his toes and stuff right now
0: maybe there's just some red coals there they wanted to toast him up a little bit first
1: <laughs> thus God executeth the vengeance upon those that destroy his people oh
0: God receive my soul
1: <laughs> And now, when Abinadi had said these words, he fell, because he wasn't tied to a stake or anything, having <laughs> suffered death by fire.
0: <laughs> Finally! Yay! Yay! <laughs>
1: <laughs> having been put to death because he would not deny the commandments of God, oh, having sealed the God. truth of his words by his death. That's bonkers.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Mosiah 18. Alma preaches in private. He sets forth the covenant of baptism, which didn't exist, and baptizes at the water of Mormon, which also never existed. He organizes the Church of Christ, who hadn't been born yet, in order Danes priests
0: how do you preach in private is he just practicing he's rehearsing in front of the mirror
1: you know it's funny when I read this like the first few times (laughs) I didn't have enough Bible knowledge because we don't really get that kind of Bible knowledge Yes. to know how bonkers this is that this guy is preaching baptism and Christ and all this stuff to Jews Mm. 140 something BC that just it makes no sense yeah it's like teaching pioneers how to use a fax machine just it hasn't been invented yet. (laughs)
0: What a great analogy. Yeah, it is bonkers, isn't it? And this is what was really apparent to me from the beginning of reading, which I don't think was apparent to Paul. Paul knew it was all horse shit yeah. when we first started this because he's ex-Mormon. But to me, it was like, hang on, this guy doesn't know his Bible. <laughs> no.
1: Which is also horse shit. He doesn't know his Jewish part of the Bible anyway, except for Isaiah.
0: Right, 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 right. Yeah. Anyway. All
1: right, let me read it straight. <laughs> I can do that. Alma preaches in private. He sets (laughs) forth the covenant of baptism and baptizes at the waters of Mormon. He organizes the Church of Christ and ordains priests. They support themselves and teach the people. Alma and his people flee from King Noah into the wilderness, about 147 to 145 BC. And now, in a whirl. (laughs) And now, it came to pass that Alma, who had fled from the servants of King Noah, repented of his sins and iniquities, and went about privately among the people, and began to teach the words of Abinadi. <laughs> concerning that which was to come, and also concerning the resurrection of the dead, which no Jews believed in, and the redemption of the people, which has to be brought to pass through the power and sufferings of death of, made up Greek word that didn't exist then, Christ.
0: That's right.
1: And his resurrection and ascension into heaven. Oh. And as many <laughs> as would hear his word, he did teach. And he taught them privately, that it might not come to the knowledge of the king. And many did believe his words.
0: So many believed his words, yet the king did not hear it. Amazing, isn't it? He must be a super slow. And it came to pass! <laughs> That as many as did believe him did go forth to a place which was called Mormon. We're not allowed to call y'all Mormons though. No. Having received its name from the king. Okay. Being in the borders of the land, having been infested by times or at seasons by wild beasts.
1: So, a wilderness then.
0: Ah, oh, so is he saying that Mormon means wilderness of wild beasts?
1: I don't think that's what he's saying. He's just describing it for some reason as if the word wilderness wasn't good enough.
0: Huh. Does that mean that the Book of Mormon means Book of wilderness. Wild beasts be here.
1: I think most of the wild beasts that he was really concerned about were mostly creditors and (laughs) law enforcement types.
0: Probably.
1: And I think this was before there were a lot of uh, angry husbands.
0: Right. Now, there was in Mormon a fountain of pure water. Oh, okay. You can always drink it and never get deli belly. And Alma resorted thither, there being near the water, a thicket of small trees where he he did hide himself in the daytime from the searches of the king because the king's man would never look in a thicket <laughs> and it came to pass that as many as believed him went thither to hear his words i think he was in a th- 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 moment here
1: so it seems <laughs> yes and it came to pass after many days there were a- goodly number gathered together at the place of Mormon, which was not at all suspicious, to hear the words of Alma. Yea, all were gathered together that believed on his word to hear him, and he did teach them, and did preach unto them repentance, and redemption, and faith on the Lord. And it came to pass that he said unto him, Behold! Here are the waters of Mormon, for thus they were called. And now, as ye are desirous to come into the fold of God and to be called His people, and are willing to bear one another's burdens that they may be light, yay. yay! This sentence is nowhere near over. <laughs> and are willing to mourn with those that mourn, yea, and comfort those that stand in need of comfort, and to stand as witnesses of God and at all times and in all things and oh in all places God. that ye may be in, oh, even if you're hiding in a thicket. <laughs> Even until death, that she may be redeemed of God and may be numbered with those of the first resurrection, that she may have eternal life. (laughs) I now pause my very lengthy sentence.
0: (laughs) Oh my God, that is so long. It's still going.
1: Uh Uh-huh. And just remember to end it with uh, like a little upstroke because it's a question.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's <laughs> right, because it started with. Uh, where did it start?
1: <laughs> well,
0: I wish there was like adverted commas so you could tell where he was speaking or something.
1: No, I hear what you're saying. Like they don't put the quotes in quotation marks.
0: No. Yeah, I was hoping that he would say, so now you will all be called Mormons, yes. because these are the waters of Mormon. I thought that would be nice, but I guess he's not going to go down that path.
1: That would be too good.
0: Yeah, it just rolls off the tongue too easily. It's just such yeah. a good word. All right, 10. Now I say unto you, you are saying it. You don't have to say unto us, just say it. Yes. If this be the desire of your hearts, what have you against being baptized? I don't think any of them have anything against being baptized, you dickhead. In the name of the Lord, as a witness before him, that ye have entered into a covenant with him, that ye will serve him and keep his commandments, that he may pour out his spirit more abundantly upon you. Oh, Jesus Christ. What a word salad. It's just like, let's insert every religious message, metaphor into one series of verses. Mm. Uh, It makes me so mad. Why does it make me so mad? I don't know why it makes me so mad. It's just... (laughs) And now... When the people had heard these words, they clapped their hands. Way to be covert. Clearly, they're all gathered around this pool. I mean, are the guards not seeing this?
1: They're shit at hiding, clearly.
0: The guards are real shit at their job. They clapped their hands for joy and exclaimed, this is the desire of our hearts. So I guess each one of them at exactly the same time jumped up and down and said in unison.
1: That seems to happen a lot in this book.
0: It really does. You know, everyone just says the one thing of the group. Yeah. Yeah. And now it came to pass that Alma took Helam. Oh, new person. Interesting. Different. He being one of the first. First of what? And went and stood forth in the water. I guess first to get baptised. And cried because, yay, the water was like acid. And cried, saying, O Lord, pour out thy spirit upon thy servant, that he may do this work with holiness of heart. I wish someone would put a hole in his heart verse
1: 13. And when he had said these words, the Spirit of the Lord was upon him. And he said, Helam, I baptize thee, having authority from the Almighty God. As a testimony, ye have entered into a covenant to serve him until you are dead, as to the mortal body. And may the Spirit of the Lord be poured out upon you, and may he grant unto you eternal life through the redemption of Christ, whom he has prepared from the foundation of the world.
0: Uh, Are you going to dunk me already, or are you going to keep talking?
1: It's funny, reading this like the actual language he used to baptize people people in the church is much simpler than that.
0: Oh, really?
1: There might be some preamble about the priest that I can't remember for sure, but the basic is I baptize, you know, patients, allergy, the third... <laughs> In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Boom. You're in. You're out. That's it.
0: That's so fascinating because if they were taking this as scripture, you'd think that they would use this as an example and follow suit, right?
1: Well, I think they tried that and Joseph was like, shit. (laughs) This is going to take forever.
0: We're on the clock here. (laughs) We're going to need a whole lot more temples if we're going to read this all out.
1: (laughs) And after Alma had said these words, both Alma and Helam were buried in the water.
0: Buried in the Water Ooh. And
1: they arose And came forth out of the water Rejoicing being filled with the spirit
0: Okay
1: And again Alma took another And went forth a second time Into the water And baptized him According to the first Only he did not bury himself Again in the water So like He baptized himself The first time Along with Helam
0: I guess Oh it was a double baptism Yeah Two at a time
1: I thought you weren't allowed To self-baptize Oh Distinctly remember Being told that as a young man
0: Mormons really aren't big on swimming, are they? Because of the whole, you gotta wear garments? No,
1: you just take them off if you're gonna do something like swimming. Okay. There is like a Mormon superstition, and I don't know how common it is outside of Mormonism about the devil being in the water. (laughs) So they generally suggest that missionaries don't swim, but that's not a general prohibition. If you're going to go swimming, you just take them off.
0: But if you're a missionary, you probably wouldn't go swimming.
1: Well, you're not supposed to. It's
0: really strange, isn't it?
1: Lots of us did lots of things we weren't supposed to.
0: (laughs) I can tell you for sure it isn't a part of other parts of Christendom. When I was a kid, I was in numerous sects of Christianity from whatever our version of Baptist is over here to AOG, which is like this Pentecostal thing.
1: Yeah, Assemblies of God. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, Hillsong was a church that was Assemblies of God. And then, of course... I went to other churches, visited them. We got your COCs, which is interesting because the acronym is COC. Christian Outreach Centers, that's right. They were very Pentecostal. Mm. And I have never heard this, and I did swimming as a kid all the way through because it's Australia. Apparently, we love the water.
1: According to the Google, Hillsong left the Assemblies of God because some of the denomination's policies and procedures restricted the global growth that the church leadership wanted for the ministry. (laughs) (laughs) The second sentence is Hillsong's departure was not the result of a conflict between Brian Houston and Assemblies of God leadership, which is another way of saying it was the result of conflict between between. Brian and the Assemblies (laughs) of God leadership. Totally. So... (laughs) That's obviously what that means.
0: This guy, he's like this greasy, sweaty thing that just sounds way too passionate. He just sounds like a con man. That's all Pentecostal churches for you anyway.
1: At least you get a show. We don't get a show in the Mormon church.
0: Right. I wish you got to have a show. I can't imagine how bored you must have been in church. It's not good for young people to be that bored. You're not supposed to be. You're supposed to be enjoying your life and making your heart beat beat a bit faster and being excited how can you fight depression if you're not doing something to fight depression yeah that's part of staying happy and a productive person is to make sure that your life has enough varied stuff in it that you're feeling things If you're just always at a level, not feeling anything, everything's always the same, I can't get too emotional, that's not good for your mental health. No. Anyway, I I know I'm preaching to the converted, but it's just, it makes me feel sad.
1: Or the unconverted, but yeah.
0: That's right, yes. I'm glad that you've been able to experience lots of emotions since, Brother
1: Benjamin. Mm, Well, I mostly just experienced guilt, shame, and boredom before, so.
0: Yeah, it must have been wonderful to step away and be like, you know what, there's other things I can experience. life.
1: Yeah, for real.
0: Sorry, I digressed.
1: I think we're on 16.
0: That's right, because he didn't bury himself again in the water.
1: Yeah. And that's you.
0: Oh, okay. And after this manner, he did baptize everyone that went forth to the place of Mormon. And they were in number about 204 souls. And yay, the guards did not notice at all because they thought that... I don't know what they thought...
1: Because they were drunk.
0: Very, very drunk. Yay, and they were baptized in the orders of Mormon and were filled with the grace of God. And they were called the Church of God. Ah, Smitty, you made a mistake there. You should have called it the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Also, got to make sure you capitalize it correctly.
1: Oh, that would have been more like Middle-day Saints.
0: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Middle-day New World Saints. Right. Yeah. Who were Jews? Who were Jews? Or the Church of Christ (laughs) from that time forward, except for when Smitty came along. And it came to pass that whosoever was baptized by the power and authority of God was added to his church. And yea, the guards still have not noticed this amazing organization that was being formed. Almost like a sub-government underneath the government. Almost like there was an uprising happening. The guards did not notice.
1: No wonder Alma had such an easy time escaping.
0: Right? What? <laughs> And it came to pass that Alma, having authority from God, ordained priests. Wow, he's even ordaining priests for no one notice. Even one priest to every 50. There must be hundreds of these people. Of their number, did he ordain to preach unto them and to teach them concerning the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. He's like, my job is to teach. What are you teaching? There's really not much to say. Be good. That's it.
1: Well, they're clearly not worried about the proper way to slice up a cup for a wave offering.
0: No, they're not getting into the details of that at all. I mean, at least in the Old Testament, they had reasons why things had to be taught. They were very exacting.
1: They were stupid.
0: It was stupid, but there was a method. Yeah.
1: Verse 19, And he commanded them that they should teach nothing. Save it were the things which he had taught, and which had been spoken by the mouth of the holy prophets. Yea, even he commanded them that they should preach nothing, save it were repentance and faith on the Lord, who had redeemed his people. And he commanded them that there should be no contention one with another. We'll
0: see how long that lasts.
1: But they should look forward with one eye and very poor depth perception. <laughs> Having one faith <laughs> and one baptism, having their hearts knit together in unity and in love one towards another.
0: Noble goals. Yeah. <laughs> And thus he commanded them to preach. And thus they became the children of God. And he commanded them that they should observe the Sabbath day and keep it holy. And also every day they should give thanks to the Lord their God. And he also commanded them that the priests whom he had ordained should labor with their own hands for their support.
1: As opposed to like taking money from the congregation and living off them.
0: But that's what Smitty was doing. So how did he make that work out?
1: Well, he's out. He didn't say that applied to him.
0: Right, he's the prophet.
1: Because they need to increase their stake in Google. Right, right, right. And there was one day in every week that was set apart that they should gather themselves together to teach the people and to worship the Lord their God and to hide from the guards. And also, <laughs> as often as it was in their power, to assemble themselves together. And the priests were not to depend on the people for their support, but for their labor they were to receive the grace of God, that they might wax strong in the Spirit, having the knowledge of God, that they might teach with the power power and authority of God, but not have any bread.
0: (laughs) That's right.
1: (laughs) This is why it sucks to be a bishop. Oh, really? Or have any calling. Well, because, like, they don't get paid. Mm. They're expected to do who knows how many hours of work unpaid away from their families and still keep their full-time job and still pay their 10% tithing. It's kind of shitty for people like that. Right. Who are trying to be good. Not all of them are, but some of them are. They basically have this unpaid full-time
0: job. Which comes back to the whole thing of Mormonism just being intensely demanding of your entire life and time yeah and I'm sure it's not just the bishops either no no
1: no if you've proven yourself as someone who can do things and will like actually do what you're supposed to do then you're pretty much always going to have a job but not one that you get paid for
0: right I remember when I was in churches that I often did things for and as part of the church but it was never anything as intense as
1: leading a congregation
0: you're right it was never anything as demanding of my time as what I heard from Mormons, and Mm -hmm. mostly it was things that I enjoyed doing. It was playing music or, yeah, and occasionally it was things like cleaning and stuff, and I didn't really mind. Like, I'd clean the church every now and then, but it wasn't like an ongoing thing that completely wasted my life. Yeah.
1: Mm, Anyway. Verse 27, And again, Alma commanded that the people of the church should impart of their substance everyone according to that which he had to Alma. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I was reading the subtext. That's my bad.
0: He wants their substance all over him, Brother Benjamin.
1: Shh. He'll make it dirty.
0: That's a subtext. We don't talk about that part.
1: <laughs> That's what makes it a subtext. <laughs> if he had more abundantly, he should impart more abundantly. Oh. And of him that had but little, but little should be required.
0: Oh, we love the little too.
1: And to him that had not should be given. That's
0: right. Big and small, it's all good. Come and impart unto Alma. And thus they should impart of their substance of their own. He's still going on about this substance of their own free will. And good desires. Oh, there's desires, alright. Towards God. And to those priests that stood in need. Yay. And to every needy naked soul. Mm. I think we know what was on Joseph's mind as we read this. And if it wasn't, that doesn't matter. And this he said unto them, having been commanded of God, and they did walk up rightly before God, imparting to one another both temporally and spiritually according to their needs and their wants. Oh, what, 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 what? Their wants? Yes. That's an unusual thing to put there.
1: Joseph was a man of wants.
0: Hmm. And now it came to pass that all this was done in Mormon, yea, by the waters of Mormon, in the forest that was near the waters of Mormon, yea, the place of Mormon, the waters of Mormon, the forest of Mormon, how beautiful are they to the eyes of them who there came to the knowledge of the Redeemer, yea, and how blessed are they, for they shall sing to his praise forever." He used the word Mormon One, two, three, four, five, six.
1: Don't say it, it's offensive.
0: That's right, it's a swear. We can't say it.
1: Verse 31, and these things were done in the borders of the land, that they might not come to the knowledge of the king, because his guards didn't patrol the borders.
0: Isn't that where guards are supposed to patrol? you think. The borders. Well, I
1: think they're about to figure it out. But behold, it came to pass that the king, having discovered a movement among the people, <laughs> sent his servants to watch them.
0: It was a bow move. Ben.
1: Just like David saw Saul poop in the cave.
0: That's right, just like that.
1: Therefore, <laughs> on the day that they were assembling themselves together to hear the word of the Lord, they were discovered unto the king. And now the king said that Alma was stirring up the people to rebellion against him. Therefore, he sent his army to destroy them.
0: (sighs) Ah, ho-hum. And it came to pass that Alma and the people of the Lord were apprised of the coming of the king's army. Therefore, they took their tents, because everyone lives in tents, right? Yeah. And their families and departed into the wilderness. Weren't they already in the wilderness? They're
1: on the edge of the wilderness.
0: So now they're going fully into the wilderness. Right. And they were in number about 450 souls. Hmm. How long is 19?
1: Maybe a tiny bit shorter than the one we just read. Hmm. We could probably get through it if you want to do it.
0: Let's do it.
1: Gideon seeks to slay King Noah. <laughs> the Lamanites invade the land. King Noah suffers death by, wait for it, fire.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Limhai rules
1: as a tributary monarch. A tributary monarch? About 145 to 121 BC. I think as in you have to pay tribute.
0: Because we've come up to the present time chapters ago where we were talking to Limhai.
1: And it came to pass that the army of the king returned, having searched in vain for the people of the Lord. They are really a shit army.
0: Search and destroy, boys, come on.
1: And thus, behold, the forces of the king were small, having been reduced, and there began to be a division among the remainder of the people, and the lesser part began to breathe out threatenings against the king, and there began to be a great contention among them.
0: And now there was a man among them whose name Joseph plucked out of the Old Testament because because he wasn't very creative. His name was Gideon and he being a strong man and an enemy to the king, therefore he drew his sword and swore in his wrath that he would slay the king. Oh, doesn't it feel good to just be riled up in anger and single-mindedly focused on one thing? That's all his brain could wrap itself around, just like a lot of people today. It just mm-hmm. simplifies everything when you can get emotions behind just one single thing. What are you going to do when you kill him Gideon? What's your life going to mean then? You're going to have to get angry about something else then aren't you? And it came to pass that he fought with the king and when the king saw that he was about to overpower him Who's the he that's overpowering who here? All of those pronouns just don't make it very obvious. No. He fled and ran and got upon the tower, which was near the temple. I still don't know who fled and ran. From that sentence, can you tell?
1: I sort of know the context, so I know who it is. But like if you just gave me that verse without the context, probably not.
0: Verse 6. And Gideon pursued after him and was about to get upon the tower to slay the king. Okay, so the king went to the temple. In fact, that was probably the opposite of what I would have expected. Mm. And the king cast his eyes round about towards the land of Shemlon, which was mentioned many chapters ago. Mm -hmm. But you can kind of get an idea maybe where it was. And behold, the army of the Lamanites were within the borders of the land. Which land?
1: I think King Noah's land.
0: Ah. King Noah's people, are they Lamanites?
1: No, they're Nephites.
0: Right. So we haven't spoken about Lamanites for a while, I suppose.
1: No, nope. the Lamanites were off doing their own stuff for a while.
0: Okay, okay. And are the Lamanites in the land of Shemlon? Yes. Right.
1: Verse 7. And now the king cried out in the anguish of his soul, Gideon, spare me, for the Lamanites are upon us and they will destroy us. Yay! <laughs> they will destroy my people. I know the king was not so much concerned about his people as he was about his own life. Nevertheless, Gideon did spare his life.
0: Oh, what a merciful man.
1: (laughs) And the king commanded the people that they should flee before the Lamanites, and he himself did go before them, and they did flee into the wilderness with their women and their children.
0: Okay. The Nephites are fleeing.
1: Yes, King Noah and his people are fleeing into the wilderness.
0: To get away from the Lamanites. Yep. Okay. So, did he have lots of cities? I mean, how big was his area?
1: I don't think we get a very good sense of that, but...
0: No, we don't, do we? But we can assume there might have been some cities, and all the people... People in the cities, he's suggesting that they flee into the places that aren't the cities.
1: Yes. I picture it more as like a single town or big city with maybe some villages around the outside.
0: Right. Not exactly a big country.
1: Where you could grow weed and barley and other crops that had not been brought to the New World yet.
0: Right. (laughs) They must have been on an awful lot of weed, I would imagine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it came to pass that the Lamanites did pursue them and did overtake them. Ah, playing dodgem cars. Mm. And began to slay them. Now it came to pass that the king commanded them that all the men should leave their wives and their children and flee before the Lamanites. So this is King Noah. Mm-hmm. How is he still able to command them? So haven't they all scattered into the wilderness? This is so confusing.
1: Well, they're just running in a pack.
0: <laughs> right. Why are they leaving their wives and children? I don't get it.
1: Because they're slow.
0: <sighs> Far out. Now there were many that would not leave them, right? Why would you leave your family? You would be there to protect them. Mm -hmm. but had rather stay and perish with them. And the rest left their wives and their children and fled. Doesn't seem very likely. And it came to pass that those who tarried with their wives and their children caused that their fair daughters should stand forth and plead with the Lamanites that they would not slay them. And it came to pass that the Lamanites had compassion on them. Really? For they were charmed with the beauty of their women. Oh, that's right, Mormon women. They are quite beautiful.
1: Therefore. (laughs) <laughs> the Lamanites did spare their lives, and took them captives, and carried them back to the land of Nephi, and granted unto them that they might possess the land, under the condition that they would deliver up king Noah into the hands of the Lamanites, and deliver up their property, even one half of all they possessed, one half of their gold, and their silver, and their fair maidens. <laughs> And all their precious things. Mm. And thus they should pay tribute to the king of the Lamanites from year to year. And now, there was one of the sons of the king among those that were taken captive. His name was Limhi. (laughs) Now available in orange and grape flavors.
0: (laughs) He does sound like a soft drink, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Do you call them soft drinks? I think you call them pops.
1: Uh, it depends on where you are in the U.S. Most people probably call them either soda or soda pop. Okay. And there's a few parts of the States where all sodas are called coke.
0: Oh, really?
1: Even if they're not actually coke.
0: Wow.
1: That's kind of dying out.
0: Interesting.
1: And now, Limhi was desirous that his father should not be destroyed. Nevertheless, Limhai was not ignorant of the iniquities of his father, he himself being a just man. And it came to pass that Gideon sent men into the wilderness secretly to search for the king and those that were with him. And it came to pass that they met the people in the wilderness, all save the king and his priests.
0: Wow, I'm so confused.
1: Limhi doesn't necessarily want to find dad, even though he knows dad's a bad dad. But this other guy who hates bad dad goes and looks for
0: him. Oh, okay, so Limhi was the son of Noah. Yeah. So he's like the puppet government that's been set up by the Lamanites. Yeah. Why is Gideon able to send men into the wilderness? Where's Gideon gone in all of this? Like-
1: He just kind of drops out of the story. Assuming he was one of the people who fled, he was also one of the people who was like, I'm not leaving my kids behind. And so he got taken back to the city or whatever.
0: Do you think that Gideon became one of Limhi's generals or something?
1: Not that I know of, but we'll see
0: there's two stories happening that aren't connected mm. wow Joseph you're telling such a complex tale your brain oh it's no wonder the women were just falling for you they were what was the word
1: I think it's called threatened by an angel with a flaming sword sexual <laughs> I think is what that's called.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's exactly it.
1: I think you're thinking of sapiosexual.
0: Sapiosexual, yeah. Now they had sworn in their hearts that they would return to the land of Nephi. So these cowards said had run off.
1: Decided they were going to go back.
0: They run into Gideon because they all just run in the one pack. They didn't go off into various wilderness areas on their own. And they just run into Gideon all at once in one spot. Yeah. It's amazing. Maybe they had Leah Honers tuned into him. Maybe they did. And it's like, where's Gideon? Boing ding 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 ding. Boing ding ding. Anyway. That's funny. Now they had sworn in their hearts that they would return to the land of Nephi, and if their wives and their children were slain, and also those that had tarried with them, that they would seek revenge and also perish with them. Wow, what a confusing sentence. Mm. But I think it's saying... We're
1: going to go back and see what happened, and if they killed our wives and our children, we're going to go get revenge.
0: That's not well written, is it? Well,
1: compared to what?
0: That's right. We need to compare everything with the Book of Mormon. If
1: it's... In context, I would say it's an average sentence.
0: Hmm... And the king commanded them that they should not return, and they were angry with the king and caused that he should suffer, even unto death by fire. Wow, that was a quick end. Mm-hmm. Thank God that's over. And they were about to take the priests also and put them to death, and they fled before them. Who's
1: they? So they burned the king, and then they were going to grab the priest, and the priest was like, Nope, and they noped out. Right. 22. And it came to pass that they were about to return to the land of Nephi and they met the men of Gideon and the men of Gideon told them of all that had happened to their wives and their children. And that the Lamanites had granted unto them that they might possess the land by paying a tribute to the Lamanites of one half of all they possessed. And the people told the men of Gideon that they had slain the king and his priests had fled from them farther into the wilderness.
0: The wilderness just goes on forever. It's a never-ending place that you can run into.
1: Yeah. And it came to pass that after they had ended the ceremony...
0: What the fuck?
1: ...of running into each other, no idea what ceremony they're talking about, that they returned to the land of Nephi rejoicing because their wives and their children were not slain. And they told Gideon what they had done to the king. And then their wife said, fuck off, cowards.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You're not getting in my pants tonight, honey. Or ever. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to breed more people with your genes. Breeding little cowards. Oh my God. That is not a panty dropper move. No, it really isn't. And it came to pass that the king of the Lamanites made an oath unto them that his people should not slay them.
1: Uh, You give us half, we won't kill you. Right. Make it worth our while.
0: That's right. Verse 26, And also Limhi, being the son of the king, having the kingdom conferred upon him by the people, made oath unto the king of the Lamanites that his people should pay tribute unto him, even one half of all they possess.
1: Formalizing the deal they already made.
0: Ah, Joseph, could you have written this any more confusingly?
1: And it came to pass that Limhi began to establish the kingdom and to establish peace among his people. And the king of the Lamanites set guards round about the land that he might keep the people of Limhi in the land that they might not depart into the wilderness. And he did support his guards out of the tribute which he did receive from the Nephites.
0: This guy's organized in a way that I've never seen from the Nephites. He knows where his boundaries are. Mm -hmm. He knows where to send his guards. Amazing.
1: And now King Limhi did have continual peace in his kingdom for the space of two years (laughs) that the Lamanites (laughs) did not molest them nor or seek to destroy them.
0: Well, thank you so much, Brother Benjamin, for reading this three-chapter portion of Joseph Smith's Horseshit with me today. Mm. What a fascinating delving into the mind of this man who started a religion, which is now failing massively, despite making massive profits. And profits!
1: Yes, both of the above.
0: One can only wonder how it will all end. Will the numbers eventually dwindle so far low that it all just caves in, or will it somehow support itself with vast wealth and minimal numbers to some sort of new thing in the future? Who can tell?
1: I predict a Scientology-style end.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The Scientology hasn't ended yet.
1: Yes, but it's bleeding members. Yep. But they still have a lot of money,
0: Mm. and they're
1: spending it to try to make themselves look bigger than they are. Right. But there just aren't that many people out there willing to drink that Kool-Aid anymore.
0: There really isn't. And where is Sally Miscavige? Nobody knows. We hope she's alive.
1: Well, supposedly, people have several times reported her missing to the Los Angeles police. And if I remember right, I don't claim to be following this super closely. Like, they've spoken to her. And wherever she is, she's there more or less voluntarily.
0: I hope they truly have spoken to her. Just
1: They sent the five Scientology detectives.
0: Right, right. Yeah. The people that are into conspiracy theories make it seem like the whole Police departments in the pocket of this cult, but I don't think they have that many numbers. No, I don't think they do. Yeah. Brother Benjamin, thank you so much. My pleasure. Bye. Bye.